0: Hey, I'm Tommy Chong, welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from percysgrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Monkey Doo. Jesus, monkey. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this was the bad. Says, There's no way we can
1: mess up this intro. I said, watch me do it.
0: <laughs> God damn. God damn. You see, everybody's commenting in the chat there about how professional it was. God damn. <laughs> hey,
1: everybody. Monkey down here in the Southeast US having a good Saturday today. <laughs> having a good laugh at it all. Hope everybody else Indeed. is having a good time as well. Yeah, man. And happy
0: Thanksgiving, which is just past monkey. I hope hey, you had a good thank time. Thank you.
1: That's our harvest season for everybody else out there who's not in the U.S. or Canada, may, may not know mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, it's basically a big, big holiday where we eat too much and watch too much football. American football, I should say. Uh, hand throw ball.
0: Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah.
1: Football that you play with your hands. That's right.
0: <laughs> uh, and this week, Marge has got a birthday party with her family members, so she can't make it this week. And, of course, bubble Hawk is out there Still in the outback of Australia somewhere. So what else is going on, man? We had Thanksgiving this week. You guys in the USA, so and of course Thanksgiving to our happy Thanksgiving to our American listeners out there as well.
1: Well, the biggest news for everybody in the world was Black Friday, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and and of course the uh, the Snoop Dogg thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, everybody, including us, we had a report on that one there, and it was just like, yeah. But you know what? It was so Snoop. It's nothing more than mm-hmm. a commercial. The man's making it, making a buck. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. not smoking because he's using a smokeless fire. Oh, yeah, hold pit. on. There oh. might be people
0: out there who don't even know yet.
1: Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Now spoiler you know.
0: <laughs> it, it was just a. It was. It was just a, <laughs> a, a, a genius marketing move from Snoop Dogg and and his sponsors, who are selling a smokeless fire pit. So when he said he was giving up smoke he weren't talk about no re- and I liked at the end of the advertisement if you watch the clip where he's revealing I'm giving up smoke and he, then he shows off these fire pits at the end he's poking a s'more over the top of this fire and he's giggling away like he's stoned as a motherfucker so it's like <laughs> but so they make it clear that he's high as shit but there's no mention of cannabis or anything whatsoever in the fucking ad genius
1: <laughs> <man>. genius <laughs> Yeah, well, we had our doubts on it. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm, did mm-hmm. as well when when they, they were going like, okay, what's he at here? You know, people, there were some people worried about, oh, is it health? Is it what's going on in this situation? But everybody here was going like, okay, we don't know what's going on. What is it? You got vape? We got edibles? What are we yeah. doing here? It is mm-hmm. nothing more than Snoop commercial making a buck. But Genius. That's what he does best. That's what he does. He makes yeah. money.
0: That's right, man. He's always building that paper stack. As he, right, as he likes to call it, yes. Dead presidents. Mm. Uh, dead presidents? Oh, oh, you mean on the money?
1: Yeah, that's what we, do. we call them in the States. It's all dead presidents.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Hey, man, what, are you, what are you smoking on this week? What you got? Got cherry got cherrygasm in the vape this week. Oh,
0: yeah. Tell that story about Mrs. Monkey loving the cherrygasm.
1: <laughs> well, see, I, I, I harvested this cherrygasm on my last run, and I'd barely even done a tiny sample myself. But I let it cure. It's been been in the curing in the jars now for several weeks. So popped it out, ground it up, brought it inside. Kind of thought the missus would like it because she loves a good sativa. She's always indica. Yeah, it's all right. She'll enjoy it. But a sativa really gets her rocking. That's that's her thing. So grind it up fill up the volcano, pop her a bag over there. And i look at her, but she's almost finished that bag up. And all of a sudden I look like she had tiny little slits for her eyes that were blood red. I mean, she goes, can I have another bag? <laughs> That's how you know you did a good thing there though. That was so funny. I watched her sit down there and enjoy those two bags. It was like, then she went outside and paint, did some watercolor painting and stuff. It's like, yeah, we have another winner here. This one's going to have to stay in the rotation. One of those deals. So it's got a spot there next to the strawberry cop in her rotation now. She has a permanent uh, cherry gasm jar in her stash box.
0: Nice, man. A few of them grows going over over at Percy's as well, right? I think a few people are that cherry gasm.
1: I think uh, we have Adam Baum's is just germinated cherry gasm. I don't think anybody else is doing that one yet that I'm aware of. We've We've got several other different monkey beans running right now. So I'm keeping an eye on them. Everybody who's running them, if it's in your title, I always check them out because I'm always interested in seeing what these things are going to do. I haven't found uh, anybody yet that's had any problems with them, but if if, uh, if if someone is, I'd like to know about it.
0: Yeah, man, I, I, I'm torn of what to pop next. It's going to be uh, the, the Nakatomi Plaza Cross Pineapple Chunk, or what was the other one? Uh, that one, the Cherrygasm is between the two. Well, sure cherry
1: is, is all sativa, man. I, you know, I'm not much of a sativa guy. Uh, it takes a lot of sativa for me to start feeling it the way I want to. So I'm just, but Hey, if you're into sativas, it's very, very much. It's there. It's, it's, it's happening. Nice. But, but you know, I, I keep watching all these people who are growing that dakatomi times pineapple uh, chunk cross out there. I don't think I've seen a bad looking plant yet come out of those. The thing is impressive. Yeah, all of them are looking good, man. And nice colors on it as well. Beautiful colors, heavy frost, mm. everything you think thinking of. Nice size colas. I'm like, yeah, this is good. And I've actually got a tent full of it right now. I've got two, two plants each in five gallons of uh-oh, soil. Did I say it? Yes, I did. Oh, no. In,
0: indoors?
1: <laughs> indoors and in five gallons each of soil. I uh, just flipped at the flower. I think it was Friday I did that. So uh yeah, we'll we'll find out real quick exactly what's gonna happen here.
0: Nice, cool, man. I knew you'd take that step eventually, Monkey. I know. <laughs> uh, uh, it,
1: you know, I got it, it got to be Mackie. you you grew up running cocoa. You know, you started mm. off you you cut your teeth on cocoa and running it that way like that. You get so used to it, it gets to be so easy. It, yeah, it actually, yeah. you know, I don't think uh, soil is not that much easier actually because cocoa got to be so easy
0: yeah cocoa's so fucking i've gone from the living soil back into cocoa because mm-hmm. cocoa is just so fucking easy and i know there's uh, growers out there who have difficulty with cocoa but it is simple once you just get a few little simple steps put in place and you understand what's going on and we can help you do that so if you do have questions or want to get involved with cocoa it is really so easy once you get your head around those simple factors man so, and we have episodes on it as well, how to grow in cocoa and all of that kind of shit. So look at those. It's, it's a great medium.
1: Yeah, it's an easy medium to grow. It's just one of those things like, you know, whatever you like to grow in, do it.
0: That's the way I always put it. Yeah, I just don't want to sound like them guys, you know, oh, you're growing is so easy. It's so easy. Well, you can't do it. Why? Because it's so easy. It's not, <laughs> it's not always so easy as it is difficult. Sometimes. No,
1: I can say that now, but the first year mm-hmm. and a half wasn't so easy. You know, you had to figure a yeah. few things
0: out and figure out what not to do. Yeah, I, d- I said the other day, I can't remember who it was saying to, but uh, I ha- had a fungus snap fly across me in-, in the grow room. And I'm like, oh, shit, a fungus snap. Mm, uh, maybe I'll deal with that, like, next week, you know. <laughs> 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 Let's see if it becomes a problem first. And when I first started, if you see a fungus snack, you're like, oh, my God. Get, the, the, Get oh, the sticky the chaps. You know, it's like, gee, the way I would have freaked out ten years ago seeing a fungus net, and now it's just like, yeah, whatever, whatever fungus net. Yeah, you better not be here tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know you. You kind of ease up a little bit. You know, I'll, I'll see a little bit, a small yellow spot on a leaf, and it's like, it's just one. Don't worry about it. And you know, more mm-hmm. of them start forming, that's like, different. But yeah, that's it. You know, hey, it's kind of like. I don't even want to put put it. It kind of sounds weird when you put it this way, it's kind of like raising kids. Your first one, you worried about everything. The second one, you pretty much learned a few things and you mm. don't worry about as much.
0: And that's it. Just you learn what you need to worry about and what you don't need to worry about. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, good intro. We're here, we're here nine minutes in and we've got uh we've got quite a few news stories to get to. And as I said, so, some are long ones, some are short. One of them isn't even a news story, but I thought I'd bring it over anyway because we like to point out hypocrisy here on this podcast when it comes to the UK news. Oh, so and I think you found some hypocrisy do. in the UK? Uh, yeah, I had to look <laughs> really, really hard, but yeah, I found some. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but let's let's do it, man. Let's let let's, let's do some news. We'll, Sure, I pressed it. Here's the news music. <laughs> so, this news, everybody, I'm going to get straight stuck in with this one piece. It, it's not a piece of news. This is from the gov.uk website, and this got updated just a couple of days ago. So, I thought, oh, this would be good to cover this because this is a load of shit. But well, I'll, I'll push through it as quickly as I can. It's uh it's not really a massively long one, but it is uh, reasonably long. It's going to take a few minutes to read through this. But it, it's important shit. So uh, try and pay attention. Roll, roll something. Get your shit ready. Start rolling. And then by the time you finish rolling, we should be at the end of this article. Okay, so let's do that. We have guidance. Industrial hemp licensing fact sheet updated 22nd of November 2023. So we have, this, fa- this fact sheet represents the Home Office's view on the domestic control measures applicable to so-called low THC cannabis cultivation industrial hemp. It is intended as a resource for existing licensees to uh, and prospective licensees who may need to apply for a license, having fully assessed any proposals that may wish to make in their context of this guidance. Uh. All should note the limitations for which license may be granted under the industrial hemp policy named for production of non-controlled hemp products from fiber and seeds only. Is anybody understanding any of this? Uh, uh, it's <laughs> a
1: lot of legal jargon. in. in yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It gets easier to understand in a second, anyway. Uh, there are two separate licensing regimes relating to cannabis cultivation, according to whether the varieties cultivated high or low THC as differentiated from the Misuse of Drugs Acts uh, regulations from 2010. I don't know what that is, really. And uh, for low THC varieties, the intended use. This fact sheet may also be read in conjunction with published guidance relating to cannabis, CBD, and other cannabinoids. So I, I don't know who the government gets the right things for them. They have the money to hire anybody, and they can do a better job than this, surely. It's just, it's like the words don't fit together properly, you know? uh so we have general legislative position and existing licensing arrangements cannabis is a class b controlled drug under part 2 schedule 2 of the misuse of drugs act from 1971 in brackets mda 1971 it is also listed in schedule 1 of the misuse of drugs regulations 2001 the mdr 2001 And designated under the misuse of drugs designation, England, Scotland and Wales order 2015, as such, it is unlawful to possess, supply, produce, import or export this drug under any uh, except under a home office license. It is also an offence to cultivate any plant of the genus cannabis except under a home office license. So essentially, in order to grow cannabis in this country, you have to get a license from the home office. Uh, So-called low-THC industrial hemp licensing and use of non-controlled parts of the cannabis plant, seeds and fibre in products. The regulatory slash licensing controls identified above apply to cannabis plants cultivated for the production of drug material, in brackets, e.g. hemp, fibre or oil. uh, Cultivation or possession of cannabis plants cannot lawfully be undertaken without the requisite home office licence. Home office policy provides that licenses may be issued for the cultivation of cannabis with a low tetrahydrocannabin oil content for the production of hemp fiber and industrial purposes or the obtaining of seeds, which are then pressed for oil. For both of these uses, licenses are granted to enable the non-controlled parts of the plant, the seeds, the fiber, the mature stalks only. So this is the whole you can grow cannabis as long as it's less than, I think it's 0.2% THC, some ridiculously small amount, and then that's considered hemp instead. All right? I, I think that's how it works, Monkey. You yeah, still it. Is everybody still Yeah, I'm there? here. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm <laughs> trying to follow along
1: with you. This stuff is mm-hmm. so much legal jargon. If I don't read it myself, I can't even keep up with it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can find it over in the uh, gov.uk slash government publications, industrial hemp licensing guidance. You'll find it there if you wanted to read through it, you know, for the listeners. Uh, This policy is only applicable where non-controlled parts of the plant are used and does not allow for the use of green materials, i.e. leaves and flowers, as these are controlled parts of the plant. Applications for low THC cultivation licences may, beyond the scope of this policy, seeking to produce so-called CBD oils from controlled parts of the plant, which will will not be considered under the license provision as they do not fit with the applicable policy irrespective of what variety of cannabis is intended to cultivate. Uh, here's this, uh, 0.2% bit. There needs to be a defined commercial end use and home office only issues licenses for cultivation of plants from approved seed types with a THC content not exceeding 0.2%. So, you know, with this bit here, would it be okay to grow cannabis, a cannabis plant that was just CBD? You know, if um, you're, would you need a license for that? You'd still need a license for it, right?
1: Um, You know, it's kind of like technically, yes. You'd still need a license for it according to what I'm reading right here. Even if it has zero THC in it, they still want you to have a license because it's it's considered cannabis of some kind. But I don't know why. I mean, I've always wondered that. Even in the States, if I want to grow hemp right here on my own property, I'd have to go apply for a state permit.
0: So, so we have here now, it says, uh, Growing Cannabis Industrial hemp, A license is required to cover both cultivation and possession. The genus cannabis is a controlled drug in Class B of the Misuse of Drug Act 1971. Blah, 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 blah. Under these regulations, a license may be issued authorizing cultivation. Low THC cannabis grown for the commercial production of industrial hemp fiber or the pressing of seed for oil are purposes for which licenses may be issued where after harvesting non-controlled parts of the plant are used and controlled parts of the plant are retted at licensed locations or otherwise lawfully disposed of. It's Mm -hmm. just like, so you can have a license to grow as long as you get rid of the flowers. Well,
1: (laughs) and and, and if you have the proper bribe paid to the government, you can actually use the flowers to create stuff. with.
0: And this is it as well. There's many people who are legally in possession of cannabis in this country now, but it says that you need a license to be in possession of cannabis. You're right. You know, that's what they say, right? So all of these people who are legally in possession of their prescription, uh, do they have a license now?
1: Hmm. I don't know. Is that prescription considered to be a license for possession of that product?
0: Well, you need a license to be in possession of the product, according to this. You know what I mean? But what I'm saying is that
1: in in, uh, the law, the UK law, does that prescription constitute the
0: permission, if you will, or or the permit? So it's just weird shit, man. It It is. None of it ever makes sense, and it won't ever make sense. But uh, I'll read a little bit more of this. We have here, Applying for a Cannabis License. You can apply online via the Home Office drugs licensing website. If you wanted to, everybody, <laughs> just get over there and spam them and be like, I'd like a license, please. I promise I won't grow anything strong in THC. Uh, we do not accept applications by postal mail. So you have to go to this website, go on that link. The process for making a license application. Uh, we have produced a dedicated application form for industrial hemp cultivation licenses, and a downloadable application guide to help you complete the application. In summary, you need to ensure you are applying with the application window as outlined on your website, on our website. Uh, obtain an iCase Work web app login. Apply your enhanced DBS. That's a database check. Uh, what's it? Um, it just pretty much makes sure that you did, haven't got any previous criminal record, the DBS check. Uh, Use the links available for the home office website. Ensuring the home office is noted as the relevant body. Provide payments details for the license fee when contacted by the home office. Of course, of course. And I paid a fee. Now, fully complete and submit the application form via the web portal. If you have held a license with us before, ensure you have submitted your annual grower statement previously. So, so pretty much you can go get the license if you wanted it, but you know, you're know you going to have to pay a lot of money. I'm not sure whether it goes into that through the article because it does carry on for quite a while. Oh, there's fees. Let's, let's uh, cover the fees. Yeah. Here we go. So, so for how the much fees, the... Oh, okay. yeah. There is a fee payable for a low THC content cultivate slash possess license. Uh, a new license application to cultivate cannabis with a THC content of 0.2% or lower will cost... 580 pound. If you have previously grown in the season prior to your license expiring, the renewal fee of 326 pounds will apply. If a compliance visit is required, the fee the fee will be £1,371 pound. But we envisage most applicate applications will not need a visit. The fee structured for activities fitting within industrial hemp policy is considerably lower then a new license application to cultivate high thc cannabis or use control parts of the plant or so called hemp varieties which costs 4700 and recognizes the lighter touch licensing regime, regime applied uh, fee levels have been calculated and the full cost recovery basis will, so and how to pay the fees you know it's it's got here payment information will be provided you can uh, go online and go to this website and check all that out but it just feels to me like a lot of this article is pretty much saying that we, we could just go and get a license to grow weed, right? Right. I mean, the fees aren't even that much. This isn't even... It probably is just for companies because that's the way that it's corrupt and they kept the price as low as possible. But you can get a grow license for £580. 580 pound. And if it's uh, for high THC cannabis, you can get it for 4700 Mm -hmm. can you go and get these licenses in the UK I think it's interesting because this was just updated just a few days ago and there's things that I've said in here but uh, I don't know just they're intriguing do you think you know are they going to move forward with this somehow or is this just this just applied to big companies what do you think I don't know just curious
1: when was this released now exactly uh, the
0: 22nd, so four days ago.
1: So, usually, if they're releasing something like this, it's going to be either trying to patch up something that they feel like had holes in it as far as a mm-hmm. law, or they're looking to change something. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You think, you think they're, they're going to actually try? I mean, the US did the farm bill back in 2018, that basically everything that is talked about inside of this is what our farm bill pretty much did. No you know, allow farmers to grow uh, low THC hemp, but it has to be registered. You have to have a permit to do it, all that kind of stuff like yeah. that. You can't just go out and buy seed and grow hemp. Government still wants to know where it is. You
0: know, Billy says there in the chat, you need to prove security and end product use, which is very expensive. And Chilbert also said, locked into this before, there are a lot of other fees not mentioned there, transport fees, export license, sales license, insurance you also need uh, a suitable portfolio, et cetera. But it's doable, but mainly by somebody who's already got plenty of dough to do it, right? hmm Yeah. I mean, even uh, in my
1: state, I, I know I've actually talked to and met people who actually grow hemp in my state. They do it indoors and in facilities, and it's to produce. Uh, basically, they're producing uh, CBD, delta eight, and Delta-9 THC. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it totally legal.
0: And then you have in here, you know, you're allowed to grow this as long as you don't use the flowers and stuff. Now, uh, I had to be picky, you know, but I think the way a a lawyer, a solicitor would think would be like, there's no evidence that my client was going to use those flowers. He was only growing it to make some rope out of the branches. He wanted (laughs) to make some natural, there's no evidence, innocent until proven guilty, right? But what are
1: those? <laughs> what, what were all those jars of flowers doing in the cabinet there? You so know,
0: storing them for my worms because my worms have eaten too much. OK, yeah, I was putting them there to keep them
1: safe so that nobody got into them <laughs> and got hurt. Right. Is that the right way to put it? No, mm. I didn't want anybody to be harmed by those. So i put them away.
0: I just think this this article is interesting. This release from the government here, it's up on their website. Again, you can go to gov.uk slash government slash publications slash industrial hyphen hemp hyphen licensing, hypo, hyphen guidance. And then you'll find this article. You can read through it and just see what you think for yourself. You know, it, it, would you consider getting one of these licenses if you was only going to pay a few hundred quid for it and then you'd be allowed to grow some CBD cannabis without having to worry? You know, does this is it only going to be open to big companies or can individuals uh, do this kind of thing?
1: Don't know. I can tell you in the States that farmers or individuals who want to get into that, you also have to agree to submit your crop into and for uh, evaluation. And if it's over the THC limits, it's destroyed. So, I mean, there's a lot more to it than just saying, yeah, I can grow anything I want. Mm. You know, the government's going to be all over you. You got to, you got to follow the rules or you're going to get in trouble, that kind of stuff like that. So, it's it's a start. You know, I, I feel like anytime you get anyone to grow any version of cannabis, I don't care if it's low THC or high THC, at least we're erasing some of the stigma.
0: But this moved into another article because that was from the government and the government was saying all that kind of stuff. And then we had this news released today from the UK as well. It's just a nice highlight of the hypocrisy and the standards we have here. We have. Rockshaw announces launch of 420, that's a spout with the word with the letters 420 <laughs> medical cannabis products in the UK. Look at that! So, Rockshaw can today announce the exclusive UK manufacture and distribution of medical cannabis products under the 420 pharma brand. You think this is going to be low cannabis, uh, low THC cannabis, or high you THC think cannabis? It's going to be everything across the board, Would I would think. What licenses did they have to get? In order to be able to do this, oh, so whose butt did they have to kiss to to make yeah. this happen? Is mm-hmm. what you're saying?
1: I, I mean, I'm, I won't go any further than that, but you all can add. You,
0: uh, Billy, you you use the euphemism for me, buddy. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> in the line with market growth and patient and patient demand, Rockshore has bolstered its extensive range of medical cannabis, supplying 420 pharma products now available for private prescription in the uk originating from germany 420 pharma have a eu gmp approved portfolio of high quality strains and terpene profiles with unique growing conditions and preparation for our cultivation process specific product profiles are selected to sit within the range manufacturer and distribution from Rockshore ensures a consistency of supply for specialist doctors to prescribe their patients, which is all good. You know, this is what we need. We need companies that are able to do this kind of thing. But the fact that it's private <clears> prescriptions <throat> still, when people can't afford it, that's a, a bit of a farce. And why are they allowed to do it? And we're not, you know, can we get the same licenses according to that article, which we read previously, Can we get the license necessary to be able to grow our own cannabis? What do we have to do to do this kind of thing? You have to have deep enough pockets to uh, appreciate the
1: legal of the the law. What do you call them? The parliament, the members of parliament enough Mm -hmm. for them Mm -hmm. to allow you to grow it.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. No corruption. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: AKA a bribe. But yeah, I mean, let's just say it the way it is. You know, you pay off enough government officials And they'll figure a way of making it legal for you to do it
0: yeah you could take five minutes and find out who's behind rockshaw how is rock how is that person related to the tory party and there'll be some kind of corruption there that's how it rolls we have here uh rockshaw are the uk leading experts in the manufacture and distribution of medical cannabis a part of cure relief international the biggest cannabis company in the world with their in-house state-of-art mhra approved manufacturing facility, along with a comprehensive quality management system, Rockshore are meeting the growing patient demand for a consistent range of medical cannabis manufactured to EU GMP standards, with verifying dosed forms and levels of THC and CBD content. You know, it's... It's shit, man. I mean, we've already said it
1: many times before. It's not illegal to grow cannabis; you just have to pay the pay the right um, <laughs> uh, licensing fees. Let's call it yes, that, you know? yes, licensing fees. I was trying to find the nice word to say there, but yeah, if you find <sighs> the right right government officials and pay the right licensing fees, you can get away with almost anything in any yeah, country.
0: Pure as well. they are they Canadian.
1: Um, I know that they've done a lot of stuff in Canada. I don't know where they're actually, you know, out of 100%. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the relief has done work you in know, Canada.
0: It was just one of a, my concerns, man, was because of all these other countries that have legalized before the UK and they're just, just going off now unrestricted. So when the UK finally does come to legalizing, they're going to be so far behind. that the jobs that are created by the industry at the higher levels are gonna belong to people from the usa and uh, canada rather than being from people from the uk you know because they're already way ahead in the game they already know stuff they've got 10 harvests underneath them at least yeah
1: i mean what i'm looking at in my particular situation is my state is a going to be a very late if not like the could be one of the last adopters of legal cannabis Uh, recreational cannabis. By then the price and the profitability of of the product is going to be a lot lower than it was in the beginning. So, you know, if if you want to find any of the financial benefits from it, it's better to be an earlier adopter than it is to be a later adopter because later Mm -hmm. adopters, I mean, the price is, is down by the end. The market is saturated by then. There's it's really a lot less profit. It, it's more of a market that you have to scrape up, which you can earn in that situation. It's not like it's flooding in and coming to your hand over fist. It's a lot mm-hmm. more work to make it after, after it's been on the market a while. And that's what we're seeing in a lot of these companies now. You know, the price of cannabis is cratered in a lot of markets right. because of this.
0: i just finish off this article here because uh, it looks like there's going to be an expansion with the medical cannabis market in the UK. And maybe that's a good thing. It's good for the patients. You know, this is the important thing that at least the patients are able to get medicine. Cause I know there's still people struggling with that and it might be an expensive price, but hopefully in the future as the market expands and there's more competition in it, then prices may fall. We'll see. We have a, as well as providing their own range of medical cannabis products, Rockshore is proud to work with a high number of high quality partner, uh, sorry, uh, Rockshaw is proud to work with a number of high quality partners who share the same vision of widening access to patients in the UK. Their capability to import bulk raw material and deli- you know, I can't do that, why can't I do that? But their, <laughs> their capability to import bulk raw material and deliver a best in-class manufacturing and distribution model for major medical cannabis brands is what sets us apart from the rest. Rockshaw's partner range combined it, combined with portfolio of uk manufactured products represents a widest range on the market uh, given specialist doctors a variety of treatment options for their patients because that's what they care about their patients yeah their patients and their profits uh, yeah yeah all begins <laughs> with a peak. so we could possibly see it i don't i don't know what to think about it it's it's good that people are getting access but it just feels like it it, it's just another industry in the uk that's going to belong to the people who are already rich as fuck and there's not going to be as much opportunity as you would like to see for you know people who have been in this game for 20 fucking years Mm -hmm. you know and have to hide the whole time for it and then it's becoming legalized but right now it's only legalized like for example, all the time you see big busts, big cannabis busts all over the fucking UK. You know, they, they found a nightclub and it's full of 500 cannabis plants and it's an illegal operation. But there's companies out there that are essentially doing that legally because they've got permission to from the government. And it's like, well, give these people permission as well then. How do these people apply for the permission to grow the cannabis too? Why can't they turn that into a legitimate business? It's a piss-take, man. It's fucking crony capitalism is what we have here in the uk we're
1: still we're still living with the lies of the 70s you know it's one of those deals it's Mm going to take a
0: long time to get all that stuff
1: erased and it's going to take even longer to to change everyone's opinion of this product um just so so much bad press and so much damage has been done propaganda to ruin
0: it so Mm -hmm. lots of stuff going on man crazy shit so yeah let's we'll keep you updated obviously as time goes on we'll Keep you updated about what's happening here in the UK. Mm-hmm. I want to know if somebody can get one of them licenses, man. I want to see if it's possible. <laughs> you want a license, don't you? <laughs> no, I, don't, I won't ever get involved in any of that shit. Fuck them. I want no license. I'm growing up, yeah. not driving a fucking two-ton vehicle. Fuck mm-hmm. Don't need a license. <laughs> yeah. But man, you need a license to fish here in the UK. You need a license to watch TV. Yeah. We used to have a radio license here, which we don't have anymore. It's crazy. Now we don't have a TV license, but
1: you gotta get that from somewhere. So you know we do have broadcasts and things like that. But I mean that to me, a license to watch TV is a bit much, you know. Like, okay, they want Mm -hmm. you to watch it, don't they?
0: Yeah. But that's it. The channels about the advertisements, (laughs) don't they? Right. It's a farce. But anyway, what news have we got from the USA this week? What we got? Well,
1: let's take a look at this one here because I thought this was kind of interesting. We've talked about this many times. It says, uh, take a look. It says medical cannabis patients don't experience negative cognitive cognitive effects when used as directed. Study says. You know, we've all talked about that's one problem that we see with medical cannabis. A lot of law enforcement officers say, well, we can't really tell if, you've been, if you're if you impaired or not, that kind of things like that. Well, this is what this article is talking about. So all drugs have side effects, including medical cannabis. The question is whether or not these side effects are manageable or outweighed by the benefits of the drug. For example, ibuprofen can cause liver damage, but if used correctly, it rarely is going to harm you. When it comes to cannabis, however, there is still a prevailing stigma that medical part is is a euphemism and that the drug can cause significant cognitive impairment. Now we've all Damn. seen this, you know. You, you get somebody who's never tried cannabis before, two puffs off that off that joint and they're out of there, they're gone. But you get you get the old old OG guy here who's been smoking most of his life. He smokes half the joint, puts it down, he's fine, never even touched it. Well, that's what the article's talking about here, you know. So yet. A recent study in the Journal of CN, CNS Drugs found that medical cannabis patients who use the drug as prescribed do not experience meaning, meaningful negative cognitive effects after doing so. The researchers tested 40 patients by giving them a spectrum of cannabis products, including oils, flowers and then performing a battery of tests to measure cognitive
0: performance. (laughs) Performing a battery. I just imagine throwing edibles at these people. Open your (laughs) (laughs) mouth.
1: Okay. The author found no evidence for impaired cognitive function, concluding, these findings suggest that prescribed medical cannabis may have minimal acute impact on cognitive function among patients with chronic health conditions. Although larger and controlled trials are still needed. In a press release regarding the results, the study's lead author, Dr. Thomas Arkell of Swinburne University of Technology Center in Human Psy- Psychopharmacology, explained. That way. I'm telling you, that's a title now.
0: Mm-hmm. Swinburne
1: University of Technology Centers for Univer- Human Psycho- Psychopharmacology. Yeah. I can't even get it out you of know, it's press. like
0: You're right, Tom. What are you up to nowadays oh i'm uh i'm a, <laughs> the i'm at the Swinburne university technology center for human psychopharmacologically mate what are you up to <laughs> i'm just a mechanic bro just a mechanic <laughs> <laughs> okay <clears throat> sorry
1: <clears throat> so Tom explained that we already know that non-medical cannabis can impact memory and attention. However, our findings show that patients prescribed medical cannabis by a doctor don't experience the same effect. He added that over time, patients may develop tolerance to the negative cognitive effects of the delta-9-THC, and primary the primary psychoactive component of cannabis. This is not the only not the only recent study to show medical benefits from cannabis. In September, A study found uh, in Frontiers in Psychiatry found that because the endocannabinoid system plays a role in autism spectrum disorders, cannabis can have positive effects on autistic people. So basically, I think what this article is trying to tell us, and most of us know this, is if you use cannabis medically every day, after a while, you get used to its effects and it doesn't really knock you out. I mean, I use it on a regular basis. I take edibles every morning to help my back. And... Yeah, I can tell that I've taken it, but I can still function and get my job done all day. Have no problem at all with it. Now, maybe when I first started dosing that way, I could could feel it a little bit more. But I got used to what it is, and I got very familiar with the feeling. And now I understand
0: what what's the cannabis feeling and what's the
1: other feeling. And it's easy to separate the two.
0: I don't know. Yeah, and the thing is, is all those painkillers out there that seriously fuck you up, man. And you know, what's oh, yeah, than cannabis can. Oh, yeah. like, I, think- I mean like, like in the high when you get high off some of these these painkillers these gabapentins and shit like that yeah you, you know you like you really can't do shit your brain works differently man
1: yep they do some of those heavy heavy opioid uh painkillers and things like mm. that yes you're exactly right i mean and and i imagine probably people who would have to be on those long-term would also have a similar situation to where they would get used to the effects and probably could function better long-term on them after mm-hmm. they got used to it kind of situation like that. Yeah. But cannabis is very much the same way. It's like thing is you don't have to take If you're taking it med- medically, you don't have to take enough to knock yourself out. You just have to take enough to make yourself feel better. That's, that's the key. So I think that's what the article is also uh, talking about here is taking it according to the prescribed directions, as opposed to just taking as much as you want.
0: Mm -hmm. That's right, man. If you you take in too much every day, you get used to that kind of level as well. You don't necessarily need that level to control the pain or whatever medical symptom you're trying to overcome, you know? Right. Interesting. Interesting.
1: So, yeah, I guess, you know, it's one of those things, like maybe we we don't really need as much of this cognitive test or ironclad, uh, you know, like breathalyzer kind of situation if uh, mm-hmm. maybe maybe the medicine's taken care because we think about it we haven't had that for opioids for a long time and it's been a lot of people out there driving on opioids
0: uh, uh speaking of uh, breathalyzer i think no that wasn't in this story because i've seen was, I was a few stories today and one of those was uh somebody in the uk had one of these mouth swabs done and was arrested for having cannabis in their system uh-huh. But I, I found an article which was interesting it, because it was just absolutely ridiculous the way it was worded. Everything was just ridiculous about this news article, so I thought I'd bring it here to to show you all today and put it on the screen here. All right, uh, quantity of cannabis discovered after vehicle only just been left. What does that even fucking mean? <laughs> yeah. Right, so I'll read on a little bit because it does make a little bit of sense after you've read into it. Uh, Officers discovered a quantity of cannabis after they spotted a vehicle that had not long been left. The vehicle was seen on Rochdale Old Road by Town Centre Police. After then seeing that the vehicle had been left and it was still warm to the touch, a search was carried out where they also noticed that a tyre was below the legal tread depth limit.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. As a result, the vehicle was seized. There's a picture on the screen right now of a little baggy or something in it with a mm-hmm. lid. Uh, a spokesman for Greater Manchester Police says, today, town centre officers cited this vehicle being driven on Rochdale Old Road. Uh, the vehicle, a sort of... Uh, the vehicle a short short while away sorry i'm going to get it out there uh, the vehicle a short while away from where it was first sighted was insecure and still warm to the touch so you know the doors wasn't locked or something following a search of the vehicle the quantity of cannabis was found and it was, and also wasn't in the best condition with a tire having its tread depth well below the legal limit this vehicle was subsequently seized due to the incident. So mm. what, what are they even fucking talking about? <laughs> okay, uh, really? Well, a
1: quantity of cannabis, anything can be a quantity of cannabis. You know, mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. one BRAC can be a quantity of cannabis. God uh, damn. No clue here what they're talking about. But...
0: <laughs> and like the vehicle was warm to the touch. So it had been driven recently with some cannabis in it, and the tires were worn below the legal tread. But was anybody arrested? Did, did anything happen? Did you just break into some guy's car and steal his fucking weed? What happened here, man? This I, article makes no fucking sense. I understand exactly what you're saying. You're right. It's just like, hey, we found a car. It had cannabis. Here's an yeah. article. We're done. <laughs> yeah. You know, We found a car. It had a little bit of weed in Let's put it in the fucking yellow. It, it needed
1: some tires. Yeah, there you go.
0: We're done. Damn. It's, the, the things they waste their time on here. The the police are going to be all proud of this and shit. This this town center police, whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> you know, there's so many other important things that I hate to go on about. It's like I fucking bring this up every week nowadays. But there's a major knife crime. Problem going on in the UK. In every one of the cities in the UK right now, there are knife crime problems with the youth. But these motherfuckers are going around taking weed out of a car. It's like, I understand if this guy's driving intoxicated and he hasn't got proper wheels on his car, then he's a risk to other people. And that does need to be sorted out. You can't just let the guy fucking drive around like that. But you know, there's also, way bigger things going on in fact you need to <laughs> <it>. <laughs> no ranting coming but you know i not doing it oh yeah but, man but, you know it's just <laughs> much more important things they need to be doing rather than these silly little things and if they do do these silly little things don't fucking report on them they tell us the important news try and make us feel a little bit better about the state of the fucking country we're living in right now crazy ass motherfuckers but yeah, I just find I just found it interesting the wording, the way it was put across, how useless it was, what a waste of time it is overall. You know, I and mean, this is what they report to us. Shocking. But you have okay. another one, Wookie. You've got one here. Or do you have anything to add to that article? You got no. I'm just
1: like it's cute. I think we we could have summed that up in in you know, like what two sentences. We found the yeah. car. It was warm. There was weed inside. Done. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Nobody was arrested. No, <laughs> no, no.
1: you are not anything else. We found a car, it was warmed, it had weed inside.
0: Okay, we're done. And I've, I've scrolled through all the ads and everything. There's loads of ads on this site once you get past the article. And it's like I'm not missing anything. I have read the whole article, it's just not enough information. It's like, why are they really reporting here?
1: <laughs> like I said, very simple. We found a car, it was warm it had weed inside. That's it, that's all they're no. reporting.
0: Yeah, so there you go, everybody. <laughs> That's the quantity of cannabis discovered after vehicle only just been left. There you oh, go. Oh, the humanity.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, right. Man. So you, you have another one here, Monkey, yeah?
1: Yeah, it's something we have talked about before. And but I, I kind of found it interesting because it approaches it in a slightly different way. It says, do cannabis users feel more empathy? A new study aims to find out. Are cannabis users better equipped to understand and process emotions? A team of researchers in Mexico found evidence showing that new potential benefit of medical cannabis, increased empathy or, or enhanced ability to understand the emotions of others. That would always, I mean, most cannabis users I know, Mackie, you would always say this. I know they seem to be more open people and a little bit more loving people. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm being general, but I mean, most people that you see, this is how I've always experienced it. Anytime I... around the cannabis community. Okay, published November 8th in the Journal of Neuroscience Research, a new study suggests regular cannabis users could have heightened ability to understand the emotional state of others. Psychological assessments and brain imaging shows that people who have consumed cannabis show stronger connectivity in brain regions associated with empathy. This is what I thought was interesting here because they're actually using MRI and science to prove this this time, not just like, well, we think. Now, I'm sorry, but the authors in this one, I am going to just unfortunately skip all these names. No,
0: because... no, that's <laughs> not how we roll. Okay, we well, have I will to give try. you sh- Oh,
1: no, man. Okay,
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. We have authors, Victor E. Allowed. Matteo that one, that one's not allowed Matteo that's not bad uh Daniel is that Daniel or Daniel 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 Antilano Barbosa Arafat Angulo Perkins Giovanni Al Haquet Cesar Arturo Domin Oh that's <laughs> that, what's this one okay Cesar Arturo Dominguez Frosto, Fernando A. Barrios, and Sariel saw Solorzano contributed to the study. <laughs>
1: Damn! <laughs> now you know why I wanted to skip it. I was going to say seven, seven, seven individuals, okay? Ob- they observed 136 participants, 85 who were regular cannabis users and a control re- group of 51 non-users participants were tested for their emotional comprehension using scales, and MRIs were taken. Researchers applied the Cognitive and Affective Empathy Test, T-E-C-A in Spanish, developed in 2009, which analyzes the uh, empathetic ability of the subject, assessing both cognitive
0: and affective empathy. How do you think they did this test? Do you think they sat people down and it was like a monkey tied to a chair and then <laughs> okay. they punched the monkey in the face and then they're like how bad do you feel for the monkey in between a scale of 1 to 10 <laughs> you had to pick a monkey didn't you and that's what they test on <laughs> you know you couldn't punch a fucking mouse in the face could
1: you <laughs> why not
0: uh, maybe they did it with fish. both whatever you they had spare fish. in the lab that day you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. That is horrible right there. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. <laughs> All right. Our study suggests that that they show greater understanding of the emotions of others. In other words, cannabis users could have the greater capacity to recognize and comprehend others' emotional states. Co-authors, by, I, oh, yeah, the guys who Mackie said, yeah, the co-authors says in an, in an email whose research is associated <laughs> with... The Institute de Neurobiologica Universidad Nacional Autómata de Mexico, Quintero, Mexico. Yeah, I would have to pick a, a Mexican article to go through today. Ooh, I apologize you to all of, our, all of our Hispanic fans out there. I apologize. Yeah, I am yeah.
0: deeply sorry for this. Uh, they okay. all know by now how badly we butcher every word. Even English language words we butcher. This is just how it is sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we mean no offense. We try.
1: <laughs> okay. Regular cannabis users showed greater connectivity and reasons associated with empathy. More connectivity between the anterior cingulate cortex and the pre-posterial central gyrus. And other and uh another. Analysis: The users showed greater connectivity between the left anterior insula and the ACC, a greater network strength when compared to controls. Uh, basically, it's saying that you're connected better when you're high, and you can it makes you makes you uh, tuned into people a little bit better. I've always found that. I don't know why. Just always have noticed that. You you kind of well, you
0: can understand. You can definitely empathize. You, you know. It's...
1: Yeah, it's hard. I can't even put it into words. You just kind of. when you have an argument
0: with somebody, you have a, you know, just a a little bit of road rage with some fool, you know, and uh, just an example, there's many different times where you could get angry and and just snap and say something out of line, which could be considered out of line, might have been deserved. Sometimes it is fucking deserved. But once you've smoked and got a little bit high, you're like, you know, I feel a little bit bad for, for saying that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> to start
1: understanding their side of the mm-hmm. story a little bit, yeah. and, then, and because they understand you a little bit, you kind of meet in the yeah. middle. Is yeah. a good way
0: to put I, it. Yeah. I, I don't know why these persons in such a rush. Maybe it's important, you know. Maybe, maybe they're just a dick. You know, smoking can often make you feel as if uh, I don't know you were more in the wrong. Let's let's put it that way. <laughs> it's like you, you might not have been, <laughs> but it at least makes you consider that stance, which is mm-hmm. exactly what empathy is. You no, know? it's putting yourself in other people's shoes.
1: Yeah. Well, the authors say, however, we must keep a few things in mind. They said first, our sample is not representative of all cannabis users, as our subjects were invited to this through social media advertisement, and only around 63.9% of the Mexican population have access to regular social media.
0: Hmm.
1: Furthermore, our samples consisted of mostly college-educated people with 16 years of education on average. The cannabis involved in the study is not potent cannabis bred in places with mature cannabis markets. Instead, it was locally oh, yeah. sourced in the Mexican was prime product used in their study. Basically, they're telling you that this was like two to ten percent THC. Yeah, it, standard it's not, Mexican ditchweed.
0: It's not the mind altering super skunk we're all used to. No.
1: So compared to cannabis consumed in the US, the quality of cannabis consumed in Mexico is much lower. 2 to 10%, basically. The differences in THC concentrations between U.S. and Mexican cannabis could have a differential impact on functional brain outcomes between the uh, present study and those reporting emotional dysfunctions with cannabis users. Because, you know, some people are saying that uh, cannabis use dysfunction actually goes the opposite way. So it's interesting that you see all these different studies throw, in, throw all this data at us from different p- perspectives, and everybody thinks that they've got the answer. Third, while our study suggests that potential benefits, we cannot disregard the negative effects reported by other studies, he says. The fact that positive and negative effects are shown by different studies is intriguing. And at least one could argue that it it indicates that we don't yet have a complete story, in which the, uh, which is exciting because there's so much more to investigate. Only a scientist thinks not having all the information is exciting. For example, the fact that the effects can be highly individual individual dependent, as suggested earlier, therefore future research could focus on exploring such heterogeneous effects. And it just basically goes down to talking about what is empathy, and empathy is simply just a a state of being able to accept, understand, and process other people's emotions and having them fitting into your life, one of those situations, and I don't think we need to uh, insult our listeners i think they understand what empathy is there but anyway it's an interesting study and you know most cannabis users feel a little like they are a little bit more empathetic but it's nice to find a study that actually says yeah that actually makes sense and there's a physical reason that we think that this mm-hmm. is happening and that is the fact that cannabis in, in a very minor way is rewiring your brain for a short period of time
0: yeah man I definitely I, I think it works that way that's how i am you know it calms me down it makes me uh d- take a different perspective on things. yeah but
1: you, you had a good point though it's it's different for everybody so everybody's going to mm-hmm. have to figure out how it works best for them i imagine that there's probably somebody out there that it could have the opposite effect and if that's the case they maybe shouldn't be using it but mm-hmm. you know we know that this is a magical plant and it has many many different effects on many many different types of people so You'll just have to figure it out on your own out there, people. But understand that we think that this actually makes you a little bit better listener to other people and more empathetic. So cannabis makes if...
0: you a nicer person, according to studies. That's a good way to put it. That would have been a nice headline for that article.
1: It, it kind of does. At least when you're high, you're nicer. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man, it should be mandatory. Not a Bill Hicks said. <laughs> Yeah. Not only should it be legal, it should be mandatory.
1: Everybody has to get high first thing in the morning. That way, we have a good day, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And then we're all a little bit more chilled in the morning. That's right. And then you have
1: your mid-afternoon highs. You know that way. You know, get got to get through that 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 rough area there in the afternoon. Maybe one day
0: you never know. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of empathy, we have a sad story here for the UK. Oh boy, it's not, it's not really sad. There's a little bit of sarcasm in that. Uh, it's. You know, in the UK here, we have a problem with uh, Albanian growers. We have lots of people coming from Albania starting up huge grows, and then there's people trafficking involved, man, and it, it never fucking ends well. And I've explained on many episodes how we have this problem, right? Well, the amount of grows that we've been over, and it's like Albanian gang, Albanian gang. This mm-hmm. is this is how it works nowadays. But this poor guy. <laughs> my son quit his economics degree to earn way more money in a UK cannabis factory. It sounds like the start of a rhyme, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Yeah. But wait a minute. I think his son is pretty smart. As far as economics go, he figured out how to make more money.
0: That's right. You know, (laughs) he was studying economics and thought, Hmm, there seems to be money in cannabis growing in the UK. Let's go and do that.
1: Uh, Why pay the, why pay the university this money? I know how to make it. Mm hmm. Oh my is God.
0: a exclusive, a broken-hearted Albanian father has described the anguish he feels after his son quit his university degree to go and work in a UK drugs farm. Mm. <laughs> uh, at first, Edward, not his real name, was lied to about what his son planned to do in Britain. I will work maybe in a restaurant because I can speak English, he told his father. And then we'll see what can happen. Uh, It was a big decision. His son was quitting his university degree in Albania with just one year of his economics course remaining. My son never talked about such things. It was not his intention. But just one day, suddenly, he said that he wanted to go, the father explained. Having traveled to France, the younger man then revealed the truth. He was crossing the Channel on a small boat to work in an English cannabis farm. Uh, it was too late when I found out <laughs> and it was like an earthquake for me, Edward said, banging his head, a tear running down his cheek. He told me he needs the job to make money, Edward added. He told me, if you finish university to here, it's not a big deal because you will only work as a waiter. Uh, man, you got to sympathize, you know? It, this is where the empathy bits come in. It's mm-hmm. like, realistically... Albania doesn't have a great economy right now. Not many countries do. And this guy, regardless of him having a degree in economics, he, he there's a good chance that he's not going to be able to find a job when he leaves university, when he has no, his that's, degree. That's the same problem you have in, in all parts of the world
1: right now. It's mm-hmm. very common in, in the United States. that You'll have college graduates yeah. graduate. Thinking like, oh yeah, there's people are here going to be knock, knocking my door down, trying to try and put me to work. And you know what? Sometimes they just have to find a job just to make ends meet. Yeah. It's unfortunate, yeah. but that's the way it works.
0: Man's got to eat, man. Yeah, it's just sad that it has to be done this way. Uh, yeah. So we say, work as a waiter uh, in Albania. If you want to find a good job, you will need connections, or you need to put some money in to get the position. This is how things work because of our corrupt government uh don't come here then mate, if <laughs> you yeah, our government's not that corrupt yet, but it's getting there <laughs> uh knowing how difficult it could be didn't make it any easier for him to handle his son's choice however i'm scared every time i hear a story from london my mind is all over the place he continued i've heard some stories from a village where i was born some of the people were working in this kind of drug farm and suddenly one night some people tried to get in it was a disaster they were killing them and doing bad things i also Mm. heard how the police raid houses the workers have to get out and sometimes they sleep on the streets. And that's why, uh, that's why I always told my son, it's not for him, but he keeps replying that I just need to make some uh, time to make some money. Uh, You know, it makes you wonder if the economy was doing good and this guy would have had a job when he left university to go to, would he have taken his time to go and break the law in a foreign country? Uh, And why in the UK as well, you know, it, why go to the UK and do it? Why can't you do it in Albania? It, is it because the laws in the UK here are much softer? Is it because as an immigrant, you'd get sent back? I don't know. Well, probably, it. Yeah, that's probably the case. If they were caught, they'd just go back to their home country and get extradited. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, where was, was this? Uh, Edward Edward calls his son every day as the young man tends to a large crop of cannabis plants. But the conversations are never easy. He tells me he can't speak a lot with me on the phone because he doesn't want to be heard by the neighbours. Hmm. Uh, he wants to be silent because of his work. So they're probably just growing in a house somewhere, and mm-hmm. if don't want the neighbours hear somebody speaking in there to raise suspicion. Uh, like most of the cannabis farm walk- workers, the young man arrived in the UK by boat. The trip put him in debt to the smugglers, although his father said it had now been covered. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's the case of people trafficking, you know. I'm sure he would have had to pay. It probably goes into it here. There's more here. Let's just go a little bit longer on this one. Uh, Edward has heard even more troubling stories of the workers landing themselves in debt to drug dealers to the tune of hundreds of thousands after cannabis harvests were ruined or robbed. So if somebody goes in there, finds it and takes all the shit, then they are held responsible for the loss. The gang just keeps them. And it's probably the gang robbing it in the first place. You know, you just go in there, pretend like you're a different gang, take all the shit, and then you can just hold these people as slaves. Disgusting, man. Although he yep. is more confident uh, relatives who helped his son find the work or protect him in the event of a crop is ruined. His father blames social media for fueling his son's sudden interest in this line of work. The express.co.uk has heard from multiple sources how in 2022, smugglers and drug dealers launched a big promotion across social media platforms, which drove young people to try and get into the UK. I think he was influenced by social media and other people added Edward. It's the influence of his friends because they kept messaging him saying, come here, work with us and make money. The concerned parent knows at least three or four other families who have had boys under the age of 18 travel to work on cannabis farms. He is fearful for them as uh, he is fearful that, sorry, he is fearful for them all as the truth, Edward believes is far different from what's being portrayed on social media. People I know mostly say that they went there and they didn't succeed, but they lie sometimes and say they did, he added. Uh, knowing his son is trapped in an illegal job in a faraway land, Edward's existence has become a living nightmare and fears for his boy's life every day. He asked, I asked my son just to come home because maybe one day you will be killed by one of those terrible guys who breaks in. Scary shit, man. Yep. Scary shit. It
1: so, is. yeah,
0: it's not just this one guy either. You know, it seems as if this is a, a regular thing for young guys in albania to get these social media posts to be encouraged to come over here by their friends to make money you know and he say he's someone's in university at the t- time as well, so he's going to be reasonably young yeah i mean yeah.
1: I'll, I'll i would probably guess that most of them that come over and do that don't get don't get brought up or, or caught or, or hurt but still you know the risk oh my god it's crazy
0: mm it's sad man it, it shouldn't be like this it shouldn't be like this and there's farms here in the uk now that are growing a shitload of cannabis completely legally because they have the licenses that we discussed earlier you know but there's so many illegal farms as well which encourages shit like this there's people trafficking gang activity and all that so when are they going to see that it's time for change man
1: yeah man look make it legal do it do it on legal farms and, and let you know put it out there in the open where people can see it mm-hmm. and stop this nightmare of people sitting there breaking into farms, killing each other for the cannabis. It's not that valuable. Ask Canada. <laughs> There's plenty yeah. of it out there. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's bad, man. And it's just uh, it's damaging the whole culture in the UK as well. There's so much gang shit going on right now. You know, life yeah. crime all over the place. Fucking kids got nothing to do, they got no jobs to find. Because you know, the economy's not doing great, yeah. You got 12 year old
1: kids stabbing people to death. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. like, what the heck? These people don't even understand, they got to live with this for the rest of their life now. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's crazy! It's madness, man. There you go, cannabis users being empathetic again, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, sad for the kids. Legislation is the only way, says Hashimoto, for sure. It is, man, for sure. And it will bring jobs into the economy as well. It'll be a good thing all around less yep. money for the police to be spending on these ridiculous investigations, less people trafficking for people being used as slaves and grows. The quality yep. will get better. It won't get given to children as much as it does now. So many good things. So many good things. You can stop calling
1: it a gateway drug because I ain't ever seen anybody go to the dispensary for cannabis and gets offered anything but cannabis. So the mm. gateway goes away.
0: Yeah. But, you know, we're preaching to the choir here. Everybody yeah, knows, I mean, listens. everybody
1: in the chat here is a cannabis user. They know it. Mm-hmm. They live it.
0: So uh, that's all the news articles that we have today. Some interesting news there, man. It's That is everything, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think cannabis, it is, pretty much. They feel more empathy. You have, uh, what else did we get there? Yeah, so cannabis users feel more empathy. You don't ex- What's that one? Medical cannabis patients don't experience negative cognitive effects. When used as directed so yeah that means basically you do know, you know you can still drive if you do it right The industrial hemp license in fact sheet from the uk which is very interesting man i think people should look into that a, you pay the right bribe to the government you might be able to get yourself a license to grow cannabis and grow shit like <laughs> plants uh rock shore and his launch of 420 and i thought that was just bad branding as well if this is medical cannabis 420 seems to be more recreational side of cannabis you know what I mean? It doesn't see that the fun side of cannabis using 420 to use yeah. that as, as a name for a medical cannabis company just doesn't seem like a good PR move. In my opinion, oh, you give them points off of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and then they didn't have many points in the first place. Uh, and of course that car, that warm car <laughs> with the unknown amount of cannabis found in it. Yeah. And of with course, some
1: amount, warm vehicle mm-hmm. with some amount of, oh my God, what does that mean? That's right. That's right. The whole back seat was covered in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a, there was a roach in the ashtray. That,
0: that had cannabis mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, there you go. We'd have no idea what that means. Stupidness. But yeah. So that's all the news. And of course the Albanian gangs thing, which is a bit crazy, man. It's just people coming over to the UK to grow weed because there's not much the police are going to do apparently. It's crazy. Or they can just go back to the country and not suffer any consequences. I think that's crazy what it really shit. is. Yeah. You get
1: deported, it's not going to, you know, mm-hmm. they don't get thrown into jail because, well, if they do, then now the government's got to pay for them. But they'll yeah. just
0: send them back home and let the Albanian government deal with them. Mm-hmm. I, wonder, I wonder if there's any Albanian guys like out there right now listening to this show to like try and improve their English. Like they might as well listen to some podcasts about cannabis, learn how to grow it. And they're listening to us. You know, that might be fucking crazy. Yeah, well,
1: just <laughs> don't get any ideas to go over to the UK and, and work in any of those candidates. Yes, side.
0: it's not a great idea. Hmm. Stay at home, man. Finish your economics degree. You know. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that's it. Is there any foreign news to add here? There was some mm-hmm. foreign news. What the fuck was it? There was there was some piece of good news. Oh man, we discussed oh. this. Uh. Yeah. When if you go to Google and you search for cannabis podcasts, let's do it. I'll we'll do it with you. All right, cannabis. Here we go. Podcasts. Right, and then if you scroll down, you'll see Feedspot is some random website. I was just wondering where we were on this list the other day. And so, if you go to one hundred best marijuana podcasts, you must follow in twenty twenty three. Click that right? You'll be taken to their website, and if you scroll down, you see, number one, let's be blunt with Montel, have no idea what that is. And then number two is this, this little known podcast called High on Homegrown. Oh, my God. Number, number two? two? Out of 100 <laughs> podcasts. Oh, that's just a couple,
1: crazy. Just a couple of stoners? My God. Oh.
0: Jesus. Yeah, so and of course, we wouldn't be here without the listeners, man. These people no. who listen to the show every week, download every episode, and you know, just enjoy this shit and share it with their friends, man. You know, the only reason why we're there is because you guys listen and support us the way that you do. So we appreciate it. Thanks for getting us to number two. Just a little bit more of a push and maybe we can get <laughs> out at number one spot. You guys know do it, how it everybody. is. Mackie's never happy until he's on top. Mm-hmm. That's right. Number one. We can do it. We can do it. <laughs> Yeah, but you man, know out of all seriousness we're serious even things, on yeah. that list brother man yeah that's it you know we started this many years ago we're doing it for a while now and it, it's just it, it's you guys out there that make it worth it if we were just doing this to ourselves and nobody was listening you know it would be fun but you guys make it special man so thanks to all of our listeners the ones who yes, join indeed. us live and the ones who download too. all of you guys much appreciated man
1: yeah we couldn't do it without you downloaded guys that's where mm. our strength seems to be here yeah Live is great. You keep us on our, on our our toes here and make it a lot of fun
0: for us. But, man, those downloads keep us going. Mm-hmm. But you know what they say in Talladega Nights. What is that? You ain't first, you're last. Is Wait. that the right movie? <laughs> I don't know. Is that the right movie? I think so. Fucking great movie. I love that. I love anything Will Ferrell in. But, yeah. So that's all the news. Any more forum news? Um, the Patreon comp will be finishing any time in the next few days. On the first of the month, we'll do the spin for it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's HLG 700 being given away for the Patreons. Epic. epic. Yeah, so look forward to that. Uh, Anything else? Can't think of anything else right off the top of my head, you know? Mm, I think that's it. Yeah, so uh, we should go to the outro. Let's go to the outro. Let's do it. Nice. Let's do it. And there we go, everybody. That was this week's cannabis news and events. If you see any news stories throughout the week that you want us to cover on next week's show, then please feel free to get in touch. You can find us over on Instagram, over on X, over on Facebook and our Discord server, which is linked in the description of this download. So join us on Discord if you are on Discord. Of course, you can also find us on percysgrowroom.com, Cannabis Growers Forum. Make sure you become a member over there. There's loads of listeners of the show over on Percy's. So come and join us over there if you haven't already. But as usual, thank you for being here. Thank you for downloading the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing if you can. We appreciate every single one of you guys. So thank you as always for being here. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll catch you on the next one, which is an interview on Wednesday. We will see you then. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye.